Today is the last day where one can say, a year ago, I wasn't living under a state of emergency. It's March 11th, 2021, and we're one day closer to spring, with the prevalence of crocuses and daffodils multiplying with each new day of sun. This is once again the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter and Newscast, a bulletin, if you will. On today's show, the four candidates for two seats on the Charlottesville City Council introduce themselves to the Fry Spring Neighborhood Association. Jaunt issues a statement explaining that the former CEO was asked to resign for improper use of funds for travel, and Brad Sheffield denies the allegations in his statement. There's a vacancy on the Charlottesville Planning Commission, and the Charlottesville Regional Chamber of Commerce adds four new board members and gets a new chair. In today's Patreon-fueled shout-out, your local energy nonprofit, LEAP, offers free home weatherization to income and age-qualifying residents. If you're age 60 or older, or have an annual household income of less than $75,100, you may qualify for a free energy assessment and home energy improvements, such as insulation and air sealing. Sign up today to lower your energy bills, increase comfort, and reduce energy waste at home. An audit of the transit agency Jaunt has found that former CEO Brad Sheffield purchased numerous expenses for goods, services, and travel which violated internal control policies of the corporation. The Robinson Farmer and Cox review of the fiscal year budget for 2020 also found that the total amount of allegedly misused funds could not be calculated. The agency issued a statement this morning about the irregular transactions. As RFC's audit progressed and more information came to light, John's board felt they were no longer comfortable with the business judgment of then-CEO Brad Sheffield. On December 5, 2020, with the audit findings still months away, the board made the difficult decision to request Mr. Sheffield's resignation as CEO. Sheffield resigned on December 7, 2020, and Karen Davis has taken over as the interim CEO. Sheffield served one term on the Board of Supervisors, representing the Rio District. During that time, he became CEO of Jaunt, which operates fixed-route and on-demand service in the region. The statement from Jody Saunders, the communications director, said stronger controls have been put in place. Sheffield has denied any wrongdoing and issued his own statement about two hours later, according to a tweet from CBS 19. Jaunt competitively procures funding by providing a range of public and private transportation services, which means the company must be run efficiently to turn a profit. I ran it efficiently, and no Jaunt policies were violated. Sheffield said all of his travel expenses were in compliance with Jaunt's policies. There are now four candidates in the race for two Democratic nominations for two seats on the Charlottesville City Council. All four participated in a candidates forum held last night by the Fries Spring Neighborhood Association. The newest candidate, Carl Brown, went first during the opening statements. He's a native of Charlottesville. I'm currently a social entrepreneur in the community. Part of my platform is my homegrown uh, sense. I have a better sense of this community than most people. My my family came here probably eight generations ago. Brown said he used to live on Stribling Avenue, a road in the Fry Spring neighborhood on which there is a proposed dense development. More on that in a moment. Next, 
Yaz Washington launched into her platform. My vision for Charlottesville is to be able to properly allocate um, all of, you know, our overall um, operating budget being um, 191.2 million. Um, aside from that, definitely being able to build the city back up as we recover from um, the hardships of COVID. Washington has worked on several political campaigns in the area and said she wanted to work on environmental sustainability, criminal justice reform, and equity for low-income residents. Juan Diego Wade has served four terms on the school board and lives in the Locust Grove neighborhood. I have been working with Albemarle County for the past 30 years, um, as first as a transportation planner and for the last 10 years doing um, career counseling. Wade said he has demonstrated he can work with neighborhoods and pointed to his time as a transportation engineer. He said his priorities include criminal justice reform, affordable and workforce housing, public education, and climate change. Brian Pinkston ran for the Democratic nomination in the June 2019 primary and placed fourth in a contest where the top three ended up on the ballot in November. Pinkston was just 110 votes behind Cena McGill. Um, my, my professional background is in project management, I've, and I always like to say that Project managers put people, resources, and ideas together to get things done. The first question focused on infrastructure needs of the Fry Spring neighborhood, namely improvements on Stribling Avenue that would make it safer for pedestrians and cyclists, following a future development on the western end that could see as many as 170 units. Jason Halbert is the Fry Spring president, and he asked how each candidate would work to ensure that those improvements would be funded and implemented. What practical steps do you think you can take uh, if you're on council to bring more transparency to the CIP, the capital planning process, so that neighborhoods and neighborhood leaders understand and can reflect back to their neighbors where these uh, projects lie as a priority for the city? Pinkston went first and said he understood the need for transparency and follow through. As a city councilor, I would be responsive if People came to me and said, hey, this has been on the list all this time. The the issue that I see with the CIP um, is that, you know, priorities, large priorities come up every couple of years. It's like, you know, a few years ago, no one was really talking about affordable housing in the way that we are now. And that's a really important priority. And yet these other things that might be considered smaller or just sort of the granular aspects of how what makes a city work, right? You got to have sidewalks. Um, I, I get lost. Wade said he would direct staff to look into creative ways to fund such a project. I would see what the project is and see if there are some safety grants out there. There's always some type of safety grants. Now with UVA's new um, positioning on being more friendly to the neighborhoods, I will go to, to UVA and say, hey, go to the, to the new equity center or something and say, hey, kid, is this, a, this is a $20,000 project. Is this something that you can do? Wade said he would also look at the CIP itself to see if the most appropriate projects were being funded each year. Washington said she recognized the importance of better infrastructure. I think it's very important um, to, as development takes place, you know, and congestion and everything due to uh, the population and how that is going to affect traffic. I definitely think it's important to make sure that we're um, enhancing the quality of walkability. Brown said he would use his own project management experience to help get things done, including reaching out to a wide variety of stakeholders. 
Um, one of the things I would like to utilize are those presidents that are on those associations for each neighborhood, much like you have issues in your neighborhood. I know there are others. Brown said he is familiar with the unsafe conditions on Stribling, and he echoed Wade's call to work with the University of Virginia to see if they could help assist. Particularly since they have individuals that are attending the university in that neighborhood as well and see what they would be willing to contribute for the good of the whole. The next question was about that 11-acre and 170-unit development being pursued by Southern Development that will take a rezoning to planned unit development. The Planning Commission asked the developer to increase residential density at the site, and many in the neighborhood are skeptical. We just talked about the fact that this road can't is not safe now, and if you add 200, 300, you know, between 300 and 400 units on this end of Stribling, and there are others being discussed in the county because the road goes into the county, uh, you're talking about a nightmare for this neighborhood. Halbert asked how council should balance the need for more affordable housing with the resulting need for infrastructure. Uh, are you for more density and more affordable housing? And should, we, should you work with the neighborhood in a way that um, allows for this? Wade said Albemarle and Charlottesville have to work together. And so what I would recommend is that I would employ staff to go out and maybe use some of the, the good minds over there at the university to seek out really good um, solutions that other cities have done. As a quick reminder outside of this narrative, it's now been one year since the University of Virginia announced it would build up to 1,500 low-income houses over the next decade on land that it or its real estate foundation owns. Wade said he would push developers to come up with better solutions. I know working with the developers for over 20 years is that they will do whatever they can to get the quickest buck. And we can convince them that, you know, this is Charlottesville. We want something different. These are the things that we value as a community. Pinkston said he supported the affordable housing plan that was just endorsed by the city council. To prepare for the Fry Spring Forum, he reached out to a member of the planning commission. I was talking to Hosea Mitchell today, who's on the planning commission, and asked him specifically about this web, this, this site uh, on Stribling. And he, he knows and agrees that, that there's not sufficient infrastructure to pull this off. And so I think there's a realization that for this to work appropriately, that the city and or the developer uh, need to put in the proffers to, to put that sidewalk and, and the other improvements that are there. Brown said he wanted to know more about what it means for housing to be affordable. And so what is a clear definition of affordable? That's what I've been asking myself, because once we start talking about affordable housing, then it goes to low-income housing, instantly in the same sentence. Brown said the government should not be playing a role in telling developers what they should be building, and that neighborhoods should play a stronger role in deciding what they want to see. What I would encourage is, again, collaboration. When we talk about low-income housing, there are houses in this community that we can have investors and, and investors who invest in that kind of thing, I mean, in, in low-income housing, who we haven't seen before. Washington said there is a challenge in achieving density in some places, such as the Fry Spring neighborhood. Basically, uh, with the R1 zoning, it's very hard to be able to create a density because it's one unit per lot. Um, but when you uh, go further into that and you start talking about the specific classes so far as R1B uh, 
um, or whatever the case may be, you then go to two to three units um, per lot, which is where um, affordable housing can actually be incorporated. I'll post a longer edited version of the audio from the Fry Spring Neighborhood Association Forum sometime within the next 24 hours. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement for March 11th, 2021. This is a quick reminder that the music that you are listening to on the program comes from the Valley Research Center and provided through an anonymous donation to Town Crier Productions. Now, two more segments. There's a vacancy on the seven-member Charlottesville Planning Commission. Gary Heaton was appointed to the body in October 2018, soon after moving to the city to become senior pastor of First United Methodist Church. He told his colleagues on Tuesday that he'll be leaving the city shortly for another professional posting. So I I will be reassigned as of uh, July, and so I think I will be exiting my responsibilities on the planning commission, what did I say, the 15th of April? However, Heaton's last day on the commission may be later than that, depending on whether the seat can be filled. The vacancy has not yet been posted on the city's boards and commission page. There is also a vacancy on the Board of Zoning Appeals. Learn more about the Planning Commission and what it does on the Charlottesville City website. And finally today, the Charlottesville Regional Chamber of Commerce has a new chair and four new board members. Guy Browning will serve a one-year term to replace another person who took a job outside of the community. Browning is the senior vice president of Macmillan Publisher Services, a global company that operates its U.S. arm from an office in Gordonsville. The other new board members are Kara Shandison, the city manager for Ting, Charlottesville, Keith O'Neill, the chief operating officer for the UVA Community Credit Union, Ravi Respeto, the president and CEO of the United Way of Greater Charlottesville, and Charlie Rogers, president and CEO for Innovative Software Solutions. And that's it for this installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast Report Bulletin Extravaganza, whatever it's called this time. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and I'd like to thank you very much for listening. And please send it on to somebody else if you think that they would benefit from the information that you have heard today. In the next few days, we're going to have a lot of content, hopefully. There's another report coming out tomorrow. I have a Substack special, which will hopefully go to premium subscribers. In the main feed, there will also be a longer version of the Fry Spring Neighborhood Association Forum. It won't be the entire thing. It will be edited down slightly, but uh, it will give you a chance to hear the candidates in a much more robust and thorough way. Thank you for listening and stay safe and enjoy the weather. uh, And, uh, you know, um, generally have a good day. 